Then to continue on what occurs on page 144 of this Lebanese edition, page 112 of the Egyptian edition, there comes a small heading. Obviously all of these headings, as we said, these headings being additions in the printed version. So there comes a small heading. Carrying on with this list of acts of worship. Obviously it's important that we know that these are acts of worship. That these are actions that should be directed to Allah and directed to Allah alone. And directing these things to other than Allah is shirk. So we need to know that these are acts of worship and the evidence for each of them. So the next one that comes with the heading, Al-Isti'anatu Wadaliluha. Appealing for aid and assistance and its proof. Then there comes the saying of the author, Shaykh al-Islam, وَدَلِيلُ الْإِسْتِعَانَةِ إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ Al-Ayan in Surah Al-Fatiha. And the proof for al-Isti'ana, and the proof for appealing for aid and assistance, is the fifth ayah of Surah Al-Fatiha. إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ With the explanation, you alone do we worship, and to you alone do we appeal for aid. Shaykh Fawzan, and then well, that, that carries on with the text, he's saying of Shaykh Al-Islam, Shaykh Al-Islam, Abdul Wahhab, وفي الحديث إذا استعنت فاستعن بالله. And it occurs in the hadith, if you seek aid, then seek the aid of Allah. And this hadith, as I mentioned in the footnote, is reported by Tirmidhi. As a hadith of Ibn Abbas, And it's part of a famous longer hadith, the hadith that occurs as hadith number 19, in al 40 hadith. The same the hadith of Ibn Abbas, who said, I was riding on the same, on the same animal, behind Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam one day when he said Ya Ghulam inni u'allimuka kalimat ihfadillaha yahfadka the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam advised Ibn Abbas who was riding behind him oh boy I'm going to teach you some words guard Allah's commands and Allah will guard you to the end of the hadith and a part of it towards the end is what occurs here in the text. <coughs> if you seek aid, then seek the aid of Allah. So Shaykh Al-Fawzan, he said in explanation of this part, and this ayah, and the hadith, he said, Al-Isti'ana, seeking aid and assistance, means seeking talabul, it means talabul awm, means seeking aid and assistance. And it is, of, it is of two types. Then he breaks it down. Mentioned the first type, which is worship, and the second type, which is not worship. So he said the first type is seeking assistance upon something which no one but Allah is able to do. Seeking assistance from someone upon a matter which no one is able to do except Allah. Then directing this to other than Allah is shirk. Whoever 
seeks aid and assistance of other than Allah with regard to something which only Allah can carry out then he has committed shirk because he has directed a type from the types of ibadah, worship to other than Allah, the mighty and majestic so in other words, the isti'ana, that is worship is with regard to those things seeking aid and assistance upon things which only Allah can carry out then Shaykh al-Fawzan mentions the second type of isti'ana, seeking aid and assistance. <laughs> he said, seeking aid upon something which someone from the creation is able to carry out. Something a person can do. For, do. Seeking aid and assistance upon that. So then Shaykh al-Fawzan gives some examples. He said, so you may seek someone's help to build a wall along with you or to carry some luggage along with you or to help you to do something which is permissible which you wish to do <coughs> just as he the Most High said Ma'idah, the fifth surah ayah 2 with the explanation and do ta'awun and help meaning and help one another upon righteousness and dutifulness to Allah and do not help one another upon sin and transgression and give aum do ta'awun give aum give aid to each other upon righteousness and dutifulness to Allah and do not give do not do ta'awun do not give aid and assistance to each other upon sin and transgression Shaykh Bawzan said so isti'ana seeking aum seeking aid and assistance with regard to everyday matters which someone is able rather which the people are able to do there is no harm in this because it is ta'awun it is cooperation upon righteousness and dutifulness to Allah and he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said wallahu fi awni al-abdi ma dama al-abdu fi awni akhi the hadith that Allah's messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said and Allah continues to aid the servant for as long as the servant is aiding his brother the hadith, as I mentioned, is reported by Muslim as hadith 2699 from a hadith of Abu Huraira. Then the Shaykh said, As for isti'ana, as for seeking aid and assistance from someone from the creation with regard to something which no one can carry out except Allah. For example, bringing about risk, bringing about provision, and repelling harm, <coughs> then this cannot be except for Allah. And he gives some examples, such as al-isti'ana bil amwat, such as seeking the aid of the dead, and seeking the aid of the jinn, 
and the devils and seeking the aid of people who are absent and they can, cannot hear your calling out their names this is shirk and akbar this is major shirk all of these are major shirk calling for aid to the dead calling for aid to the jinn and the devils calling for aid to those people who are absent I mean they're alive but they're absent they're not where you are they can't hear your call Shaykh said this is shirk this is major shirk in shirk which takes you out of Islam so this is major shirk because you are seeking aid from those who are not able to aid you and this is the aid that is to be sought from Allah alone so directed to Allah and Allah is shirk he said, so he's saying, He the Most High, إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ I from Surah Al-Fatiha With the explanation, You alone do we worship And your aid alone do we seek Shaykh Fawzan said, إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ With the explanation, You alone do we worship and Shaykh Fawzan explains grammatically the, the order of the words here. He said this is a case of putting the ma'mool, putting the governed word before the amul, before the operative word. A simple explanation which is an oversimplification it could be said you're putting the noun which the verb is acting upon before the, the norm the normal order would be to put the verb and then to put the noun which is acting upon after it for example in, in English that you would say normally we worship you but here the word order has been reversed with the meaning that you we worship so that's the point the chef is making here so, so this is a case of putting the governed word before the operative word the governed word, Iyaka, you, is in the accusative case. And Na'budu, that is the governing word. We worship the verb, that is the governing word. Which caused Iyaka to be in the accusative case. And putting the governed word before the operative word indicates restriction. <coughs> this is a grammar point the chef is making here. And the result of it is, I mean, this, this word, word that we find here, it indicates something in Arabic, which is al-hasr. It indicates restriction. It doesn't, doesn't just indicate that if it was said, we worship you. But here it is said, you, we worship, which indicates, you, meaning you and you alone. The restriction of worship to you, to Allah, the Most High. That's what's indicated. And we had a similar point, if you remember last week, with regard to the ayah, with regard to tawakkul, wa ala Allahi with the explanation and upon Allah place your reliance so again the word of the same principle applies here meaning upon Allah and Allah alone place your reliance the word the same principle here but normally just as it will be said in English normally it will be said and upon Allah place your reliance but here it is said with the meaning and place your reliance upon Allah or rather she said, upon Allah, place your reliance. But normally it will be said the other way around. And place your reliance upon Allah. So it's, but in fact it said, and upon Allah, 
Pleasure of reliance meaning upon Allah, pleasure of reliance upon only Allah, no one else. So again, it indicates restriction. So back to the text here, so the Shaykh mentioned the point, what's indicated here in the ayah from Surah Al-Fatiha is restriction, meaning restriction of worship to Allah alone. So the meaning of إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ The meaning of إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ is in the meaning of we the part of the eye with the explanation you alone we worship is we do not worship anyone else besides you so worship is restricted for Allah the mighty and majestic with the explanation and your aid alone do we seek is again hasr is again restriction mean the same principle is applied here the word order is the other way around for what you'd normally expect in the language. Mean and you alone do you request help from. The Sheikh said. This is Hasr. This is a restriction of seeking aid for Allah the mighty majestic. And that is with regard to those affairs which no one is able to carry out except Allah the perfect and most high. Those affairs that only Allah can carry out, then seeking aid in those affairs is worship. So it is to be for Allah alone. Those affairs that only Allah can do. And he said, and in his saying, Iyaka nasta'in, makes a further point with regard to this part of the ayah, Iyaka nasta'in, your aid alone do we seek? He said, it shows bara'a, it shows freeing oneself from Hawl and Quwa. The saying shows freeing oneself from any claim to having the ability to change, to, from having the ability to change things, and from having power. And that a person has no power except with Allah's aid. And that no one is able to do anything except with the aid of Allah, the mighty and majestic. And this is the utmost ta'abud, worship and servitude to Allah. And what is contained in this statement, that a person frees himself from any claim that he is able to change things. From any claim that he has himself power. But to make that clear, the Shaykh said, this is the utmost servitude to Allah. When a person frees himself from shirk, I mean first he frees himself from shirk, and he frees himself from hawl, from, from any claim to being able to bring about change, and from having al from having power. From himself, from himself having power. So this is the utmost worship and servitude to Allah, the mighty and majestic. That's where Shaykh Fawzan ends explanation of the point on al-isti'ana. With regard to the Shaykh Abdul Muhsin al-Qasim, the Khatib and the Imam in Medina, and he mentioned in his explanation of the point here with regard to isti'ana. He said, al-isti'ana is seeking arm, is seeking aid and assistance. <coughs> and it combines, in isti'ana, it combines 
trust in Allah and having reliance upon Him along with complete humble submission to Him. Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah says al-isti'ana seeking aid and assistance of Allah comprises three matters complete humbleness or complete humble submission to him along with trust in him and reliance upon him and whoever seeks the aid of other than Allah fulfilling these three meanings then he has committed shirk with Allah he has done shirk with Allah associated something else along with him if he seeks aid from them combining these three matters having trust reliance and humble submission and then in the footnote he mentions is mentioned by Al-Qayyim in Madara Justhalikin volume 1 page 74 then further on in the explanation he mentions another point with regard to Al-Isti'ana he said and Al-Isti'ana this is again the same Shaykh Abdul Muhsin Al-Qasim he said Al-Isti'ana seeking aid and assistance refers to matters of the future it could be obviously the near future could be something you would want you want to do now, now but it's in the future even if it's a moment in the future or a long time in the future but he makes the point Isti'ana seeking aid and assistance refers to matters of the future Shaykh al-Islam I mean Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah he said because Isti'ana seeking aid and assistance and at tawakkul having trust and reliance they are both connected to the future they're both connected to matters of the future but as for things which have already happened then they need as-sabr wa taslim wa rida things that have already happened in the past they require sabr, patience and taslim, submission and ar rida being satisfied with what has happened he mentions a reference of Fatawa, Majmu'a Fatawa, Shaykh al-Islam, volume 13, page 321. The importance being that, that people know that with regard to future events, that what they need is esti'ana and that tawakkul, not just submissions. You know, people deviation say, with regard to future events, we, just, we, don't, we don't do anything, we just submit and let what happens happen, happen. No. With regard to past events, they've already happened, finished, happened, then as-sabr, patience, and taslim, submission, and ar-rida, being satisfied. With that which Allah decreed would happen, it happened. With regard to future events, then al-isti'ana, seeking Allah's aid, and at-tawakkul, placing reliance and trust in Allah. Then he continued, and al-isti'ana, seeking aid and assistance, is a tremendous act of worship, and something which will aid upon it, and some people shall aid a person in his seeking the aid of Allah. All aid, help him upon that matter is the saying, لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله. There is no change of condition and there is no power except with the aid of Allah. The person saying that will aid him upon his seeking the aid of Allah. 
that's what uh, Shaykh al-Qasim said. Then he quotes from Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah directly. He said, Shaykh al-Islam, rahimahullah, he said, The saying, la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. There is no change of condition and no power except with the aid of Allah. This brings about, this necessitates al-i'anah. It brings about and necessitates aid from Allah. And therefore, this, therefore, the Prophet wasallam laid down in his sunnah that when the Mu'adhin says, Hayya ala salah, come to the prayer. He laid down in his sunnah that the person who responds to it should say, La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. And when the person is called by the Mu'adhin to come to the prayer, to come and pray, perform the actual action of prayer, the Prophet wasallam for this reason it's been mentioned here, Lay down, the person should respond to that. There is no change of condition and there is no power except with the aid of Allah. The hadith been reported by Al Bukhari as hadith 588 from a hadith Muawiyah and been reported by Muslim from a hadith of Umar. Then he said, This saying, there is no change of condition, no movement from one state to another. And there is no power except with the aid of Allah. He said, it is a word for seeking aid. It is a word of isti'ana, of seeking aid. It is not a word of istirja'ah. It is not a, a word which someone says for a calamity which has already happened. It is, I mean, like the same, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. Indeed we belong to Allah, indeed we return to Him. It's not, you do not say la, la hawla wa something, a calamity has happened or something's happened already. It's not appropriate you say la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah with regard to that matter. He said many people say it when calamities happen to express dismay, not for patience. Again, quotes with Majmul Patel of the Volume 10, page 686. Then he said, to finish off, they're, they're wrongly quoting this. They're wrongly quoting here. They should be having patience. But they say, and they say it expressing dismay, and that's wrong. Shouldn't be doing that. Then he said, and the most comprehensive of supplications. Or rather, this is the, this is the author, Abdul Muslim al Qasim said. And the most comprehensive of supplications is that the servant seeks aid al upon obedience, upon ta'a. Then he quotes Ibn al Qayyim. He said, Ibn al Qayyim said, Shaykh al Islam, his teacher, Shaykh al Islam ibn Taymiyyah, said, I thought about the most beneficial du'a, supplication to make. And I found it to be asking Allah for aum, for aid upon whatever is pleasing to him. And then I saw this in Al-Fatiha. In Iyaka Na'budu wa Iyaka Nasta'in. In the part of the, in the ayah, that is the ayah of the text here. You alone with the meaning, you alone do we worship and your aid alone do we seek. Ibn Qayyim mentioned that in Madarish al-Sadiqeen, volume 1, page 78.